welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and I am joined here again with the president of Elite Consulting Partners and a longtime buddy. I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know, heir to the throne, maybe. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. Dale like Dempsey. That. What's cooking, Dale? <laughs> oh, it's so good to be back. It's good. Yeah, this is... Uh, We're running around today, building out offices. Oh, yeah. Look, it's it's been one of those back-to-back-to-back, no moment for a rest. Just yeah. keep moving forward. Hard days. stops. Hard stops. <laughs> My wife says that. You need hard stops on your schedule. We're getting a lot accomplished, though, and just today alone. So uh, speaking of offices, so today we wanted to talk about something that's been coming up. And I always say that the more things change, the more they stay the same. So we're we're building out offices as we continue to expand, which is non-traditional in our space, right? But I believe we should have them. But what I'm seeing nowadays is the rise, which is going to sound sort of weird, but the rise of the W-2 office locations in the independent space. What do I mean by that? Use some of the news that just came out, Integrated Partners, which is an RIA out in Waltham, Massachusetts, introduced a W-2 employee model, right? And so I think that the more things stay the same as advisors are going 1099, some advisors get to a point where they just don't want to be 1099. They want to work for a 1099 organization because they they use 1099 as a brushstroke terminology, right? But what they really mean is the independence and independent broker dealers away from the wires. And so some of these firms are, are taking intelligent action and they're delivering a level of service and an option to a current W-2 advisor that doesn't want to be 1099 for whatever personal reasons that they have, right? LPL did it you know, about two years ago with their Linsco model. Steward Partners, which is another firm that we work with, they have a W-2 option where they build out the offices, you know, I call them, you know, brick and mortar offices. I mean, you go in and you're, you know, you're W-2 at a decent payout. So I just think it's funny that, not funny, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. And this evolution of W-2 structures and offices coming back or coming into the independent world. For those of you who call advisors all the time, You've probably had the same impression that I've had, and it's that you know, if you want to call it the, the independent space, maybe maybe that's the, the right terminology here. Well, I guess the reality is there's a ton of RIAs, duly registered advisors out there who live in this employee partner, almost like a, a lot of law, law firms and, and et cetera, have their infrastructure set up. So it's when you said integrated partners, if memory serves me correct, I think they are a former Cigna group. So comprehensive wealth planning, which makes total sense to me because that's kind of what you see in the full-on business ownership in the wealth management space. So you get to a certain point with your business, you better have a W-2 option. It better naturally exist. And so I think you're right the more things change, so they changed, 
and they went right back to the same thing that they always were, which was, you know, we've got a company with employees and it's not just a bunch of contractors running around. We need this option. Right. We need salespeople to help us with our clients. And some of those salespeople just don't want to be 1099, even though maybe the partners are, but then the salespeople come over and they want W-2. They want the benefits of a group 401k and healthcare plan. They want, whether it's 401k match, they want other things. They want to not have to worry about their quarterly taxes and dealing with bookkeeping and, and all of those things. And there's some benefits into those things, but some people just don't want to deal with that stuff. But they're, they're the right people right. for the job. And that's, right. that's why we see this, right? Because regardless of the advisor, you, just, you want the right person. You yeah, want so that right firms are using this W-2 as, a, as an alternative solution to get that candidate, get that person, that employee, that partner that just doesn't want to do that. And I think that's why LPL did it because what they recognized was a lot of advisors were looking for all the great things that a firm like LPL was able to offer, flexibility, freedom to brand and develop and all of that stuff, but didn't want to get into the weeds on the 1099 taxes and all those things. So they came out with a solution, which is a W-2 model, an actual W-2 model. Your benefits package is the same package that anyone at LPL gets, right? You're not getting a secondary, a PEO or an ASO package or whatever. So I think that that's what's happening. And I applaud these firms for doing that because you definitely have, well, it's like us, so we have a W-2 option and a 1099 option. And it just depends on, you know, what you're trying to get accomplished. Well, I think it doesn't it depend on the size of your your business to some degree. Maybe at first you got to make some sort of decision about it. But after a while, you need both because you're going to have these cases where, and it may not be the advisor. So I've seen this come up a lot. In some cases, it's just the staff, right? So let's yeah. let's imagine you go to the new firm. Your staff might be a W-2 employee of the new firm, but you're self-employed. Right. I see that all the time. Well, that's, I mean, look, that's how, that's how I would advise most structures. You can do, go a little deeper on that one in that even if you're your principal, if there's two principals at the firm, both of those principals own an LLC, but they're employed by their S-corp, right? So they're paying themselves a W-2 salary. That's right. Right. We're <laughs> you know, you down, can't we're, get away from we're it. We're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> they're paying themselves as a W-2 employee of their S-corp that owns the LLC. So all that cash is flowing through the LLC up to the S-corp. But then there's people at the firm, staff, employees, analysts, traders, whatever, and they're getting direct W-2 compensation from the company itself, from the, from your LLC Broker, company. dealer, RIA, yeah. whatever, that, whatever that might so, be. But I, I think, though, I just find it interesting that the more I, I talk to these firms, they make these big announcements like, hey, we're coming out with a W-2 model, right? Like it's some special thing, right? All they're really doing is replicating what the wires, regionals, super regionals, whatever, have been doing. And that is, they have a model. You're going to come in. Here's your salary. Here's your office. Here's your desk. Here's Julie. She's your assistant. You know, and you get a you get a 50% payout and it's W-2. And here's Sally. She'll take care of your benefits package. And like, that's what every business does, right? And I, I just think that they're wising up to recognize that not everybody is cut out to be a, a, an independent business owner slash 1099. 
and have to worry about that stuff because you do have to worry about when you're 1099, you have to worry about what's going through your, your P&L, how you're managing it. You have a bookkeeper making sure that your bills are in order. Are you paying your quarterly taxes? That's why the, where the S-Corp, S-Corp structure comes in because if you're paying yourself a W-2 salary, it helps you avoid some of the quarterly tax penalties because you're, you are paying taxes on a monthly basis. But if you're, you know, if you're an advisor out there, and we've talked about this in the past, that if you're an advisor at a W-2 firm and you really want the ability to brand yourself on social media or whatever it is you want more flexibility to do, it's not necessarily your only option to go 1099, right? right. You have the ability. There are firms, clearly, there are firms that give you that ability, but still let you accomplish what you want to get accomplished. Like I said before, there's RIAs out there all over the place that are just their only option is W-2. And it's always right. been like that. Right. I think most most family offices are set up that way. I mean, you, you can't really deviate from it, but it's funny. Yeah, all, if you're a principal at the firm, you're basically all getting W-2 compensation and then anything above the W, which is where you're saying is the, yeah. the planning, all the revenue comes yep. into one big bucket. Yep. All the expenses come out. And then if there's five principal of the firm, they're all getting their their principal salaries for the principal compensation, right? Could, could be salary, an automobile expense. It could be a car allowance automobile expense, some different things. But then at the end of the month, the net profit gets split out to each one of them as a distribution, right? As ordinary income. You versus- just you just breezed over something that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. So you can get reimbursements. It's essentially what you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there has to be done as a reimbursement, though. It can't be done as a direct comp. Otherwise, it gets taxed. Right. Right. But that's, you know, Boom, that was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not even an accountant. Well, it's interesting. I wonder if we're going to start to see firms do that. Like I was thinking about statutory. Well, that's what we're doing, right? So what we're right. doing is we're reimbursing. So for the audience here, we're going down an accounting rabbit hole. And I'm not an accountant, so I'm not giving you tax advice. I'm just letting you know what I what I know. So- if you want to reimburse somebody, let's say you have a senior level people on your team and each one of them has their own benefit package, right? Because they own, own their own LLCs. Well, as a as a company, you can give them a healthcare reimbursement. So let's say it's $1,000, right? So instead of paying them, because what people will say it was, well, just I'll just increase your salary by $1,000 a month. That doesn't work because now that $1,000 is taxed mm-hmm. as income, Right. right? But if you give them, and you have to have, I'll say books and records, but you have to have documentation or process that says, hey, listen, if you submit your receipt for your bill or whatever, if, you, if it's an auto allowance. Something very specific. Right? Like, so for us, for executive management team, right, we have a benefit allowance and an automobile allowance, right? Right. So they give you the, the expense that you paid it and you reimburse them the $1,000. It's not taxable because it's a reimbursement to the person, but you still, as the employer, get to deduct that $1,000 as an expense. So you're able to, so if it's $1,000 is 12 grand for the year, you're able to essentially give someone an additional $12,000 that doesn't become taxable to the receiving person, right? Because it was a reimbursement. But it is a reduction of your margins, of your profit by $12,000. So it works out really well. I think that that's something that people should be thinking about if you own a business. Yeah, well, if you don't and own so a business, here's you can't the funny do that, thing so you're out. <laughs> is that, yeah, if you don't own a, business, own a business, and if, and if it's not interesting to you, you're going down that employee channel all day long. Right. And if they don't have it, 
then you have to look elsewhere, right. which is, you know, it's another option you want to have as a firm. Yeah, look, That's I think, why we keep and the moral of the story, yeah, this yeah. is the moral of the story, and we don't, it's a pretty simple concept, but if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, you don't like the firm that you're at, but you really don't have any interest in this 1099 thing that people talk about, there are plenty of options for you in a W-2 structure, right? Where there's, maybe you have a medical issue, right? And you're concerned about that. Plenty of options to solve solve for that those things. And so we don't want you to feel like you are put in a corner or, or don't have any options. You do. You just have to understand that you gotta work with a firm like ours that will help you sift through those things. But if you think that the, as everyone's talking about 1099, like the W-2 things going away, people could not be further from the truth. I think that's always gonna be around here. There'll be iterations of it, and I think it'll change again. You know, it's gonna continue to change. Especially as we start to see more advisors sell their business. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those critical years up to it and afterwards, you know, you wanna, you wanna be able to, in some cases, be a part of the new firm, the acquiring firm as an employee. Right. I've seen a lot of deals recently that include that. Really, it's for the buyers. Well, it's really, it can be both parties, but. Yeah, just don't shy away from when you hear W-2, like don't shy away from that. And oh my God, you're gonna get crushed. You know, I pay myself a W-2 salary for a reason. I'm able to max out my, all my social security and FICA and all that stuff through my S-Corp and anything above and beyond that salary, you pay tax on, you just pay this ordinary income. So you're really reducing your self-employment taxes a lot. But to your point, again, just wrapping up, is that there are plenty of options. I've been doing this now close to 30 years, and the more this industry changes, the more it stays the same. Those of us that have spent our careers in this business, you know, a lot of us are pretty straightforward thinkers, and we're not all that creative. So all we're really doing is taking ideas from somebody else and from the from the past, even though, you know, past performance is not indicative of future results, <laughs> right? How about that disclaimer? I think I've read that enough times. But the reality is, you know, any new idea you see today probably came from someplace else down the road, and they're just dusting it, you know, taking the, blowing the dust off of it and saying, hey, let's tweak this model and roll it out. That's all that's happening. So now what you're seeing is the 1099s are tweaking and taking the W-2 retail model off the shelf. They're brushing it off. They're shining it up a little bit and they're coming out and delivering that like it's a newfound toy and it's really not. Many of these large firms today started off as very independent-like W-2 firms, right? Mm -hmm. You name the firm. I mean, I was a Barney guy, so back in the day, they started off as very small firms. A lot of the big firms today, you know, all the same. They started somewhere. And I just think we're just seeing another evolution of the same thing happening. So anyway... That was my little, little bit of rant today because I just, I see it all the time. And I just wanted to talk about it. Hopefully that helped everybody. Hopefully that gives somebody some food for thought when they're thinking about what they're going to be doing on the next move. If you want to talk a deeper dive into some of the stuff that we talked about today, you can give Dale a call, 856-316-4653. You can shoot him an email at dale, D-A-L-E, at eliteconsultingpartners.com. Or if you want to reach Frank, it's F-R-A-N-K <laughs> at eliteconsultingpartners.com. Yeah. And he is 856-316-4651. Yeah. Yeah. It's F-R-A-N-K, just in case you didn't know how to spell Frank. Um, <laughs> uh, you can also check out my Instagram page. We, I put a lot of great stuff on there, some personal stuff, mostly professional stuff. So it's franklarosa.elite. And don't forget to smash that like button on iTunes or wherever else you're listening to your podcast. And you should check us out on YouTube because you'll be able to see 
us hanging out here in our cash clothes. What's up, everybody? Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope it was educational. See you next time. Great talk. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts. Podcasts.